Blue is the color. Welcome to the FPL Blues podcast. Bucks and Brian coming to your airwaves on the tail of one double game week, and we are quickly looking ahead to another slightly more exciting and more robust double game week coming this weekend for game week 22. How you doing, Brian? Bucks, I had a eventful couple of days of FPL leading to a solid green arrow, so I am in good spirits and uh, Mr. Bowen delivering in a huge way today leading into the next game week. So pretty, pretty stoked on that. Yeah, Bowen smashed it. He was one of the double game week players from West Ham who really did the business. Uh, and he returned in a major way for FPL managers who gave him the captain's armband and even FPL managers who just had them in their squad like I did. Uh, 21 points. Absolutely outstanding hall for the midfield man absolutely and it's just a lot of fun having the captaincy on a double game week player and i think heading into next week i will be doing the same thing i saw a lot of people captaining the likes of uh ronaldo and Salo this week but it's just so much more fun to have two bites out of the apple and hopefully get some big time points like we did from bowen today I'm going to continue my strong showing of math skills and say that two is larger and better than one. And that was certainly true with captain selection <laughs> in this double game week. Let's let's not dilly-dally around, Brian. How did you score in game week, excuse me, double game week 21? Well, last week, Bucks, my team was a bit offended that you had accused me of being the worst FPL manager of the previous podcast hosts on the FPL Blues podcast. So between you, Corey, and myself, I was uh, in last place. And that propelled my team to have a revenge game week where I posted 84 points. So you're saying your FPL team took it personal. That's right. That's right, Bucks. And uh, yeah, so I ended up on 84 points, 88 minus four. I moved a long time ago, which feels like weeks ago now. I moved Reese James and Bernardo Silva out for Bowen and Laporte. And uh, yeah, I just had a massive game week all around. Bowen was my captain. We got to take a step back. You absolutely smashed that transfer move. I just want to acknowledge how, how money you were. You were on the on point with bringing in Laporte. He gets a return. And then I don't even want to talk about how outlandish the returns you must have gotten on, you know, on the stat sheet. When you're looking at the Bowen and then you captained him, he ends up going for 42 Ooh. points for your team. And uh, that's that quickly wipes away the any scourge or any any residue of a minus four hit. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, the Manchester City match versus Arsenal way back when was, uh, you know, it was a tough match. I think Arsenal outplayed Manchester City. So to get six points from Laporte, who quietly has returns in six straight games, and that that's phenomenal value. So I, I moved for him and brought him in for James, which was, um, you know, some tinkering doing looking at forward matches, but he comes good. But this is all about Bowen 42 points. He looked absolutely sensational today. He gets a brace and max bonus, but he also missed a two big opportunities has a goal ruled offside. It's the woodwork. I mean, this could have been easy game for five returns. It was truly sensational. But at the same time, before he had even scored his second goal, he was nowhere to be seen on bonus, which was super frustrating because to only get eight points out of this performance would have been a big letdown, to be honest. So um, he comes good with the, the second goal that VAR looks at and he is ruled onside. So 
again, a, a definitely a legendary moment for Bowen captainers in this double game week. Absolutely. And Brian, I think you buried the lead. You ended up on 84 points. Uh, and I think you got almost a 40 K green arrow, uh, up inside the top six figures. You're now at 98 K overall. So, uh, Massive golf clap to you from uh, the East Coast to the Best Coast. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Bucks. I'll just go through a few more of my hauls on my team. I had Mr. Mohamed Salah still in my squad. He gets a goal for seven points. And then also Sun with six. Broja yesterday versus Brentford looked pretty fantastic, and he's such an enabler. He gets eight points, so that was a good start for me as well. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. And then I also had... A couple players in my starting 11 fall out, which was Foden due to COVID and then also Watkins. So in this one, I believe that I have Martinelli and Alonzo who comes off my bench for six big points. So both Alonzo and Laporte get me six points, even though they conceded. So uh, overall, just a great game week. And uh, I got very lucky again. I did not have Antonio, did not have any West Ham defenders or uh, Everton. And I made out like a bandit. So feeling pretty good. But enough about me, Bucks. Let's talk about your squad. I know you did not captain Bowen. How did this game week go for you? Yeah, so I had a triple up on West Ham players. I had Antonio, who I captained. I had Bowen in midfield. And then I had Ben Johnson uh, anchoring my budget defensive line. And it was pretty disappointing from a double game week perspective because I had some of the right guys. Uh, Obviously, Jared Bowen went huge. But I captained Antonio. And... It's frustrating that he ends up looking like he's so far behind Bowen when you really take a step back. He was outscoring him coming into this Norwich match, and he absolutely had chances to put the ball in the back of the net. And he just failed to deliver a little too slow, a step extra controlling the ball and then putting it on his preferred left foot. Uh, He doesn't really score outside the box. So to see him miss a sitter uh, twice, pretty much directly in front of where the goalie is normally positioned, um, that's frustrating. I think even Antonio will say that wasn't his best effort today against Norwich. I mean, definitely super unlucky not to get a goal in today's match versus Norwich. His, His goal, his first big opportunity when he had his back to the goalkeeper and he was leveraging his great footwork to get a shot off. That one was a, you know, a tough opportunity, but something that he's made many times before, but the sitter at the end of the game, Uh, I could not believe how much time he was taking to even get that shot off. It seemed like uh, minutes were passing for him to take a couple extra touches. And it was just like, what what, what is he, is he winding up to kick this 60 yard field goal? Like what, what is he doing? It it was, it was perplexing to me. I could not believe that. And for entertainment purposes only, I might've had a, a couple of shekels invested in the uh, anytime goal scorer of Antonio. So that was also just uh, salt in the wound there for, uh, for me. Yeah, it was totally flabbergasting. He honestly could have fallen over the ball. As long as he did it right away, it would have gone in the back of the net. So that was tough. I mean, and- Bucks, do you, do you think he was just thinking about his goal celebration? Like that, that's how much time he had. Was he, he was just not even thinking about the, the action that he had to take to get to the celebration? Like, what was it? <laughs> Potentially. I mean, he has been known for uh, an odd, elaborate goal celebration. I think, honestly, he wanted to, like, rip a hole in the back of the goal. So he was winding up like he was shooting from 50 yards out, not less than five yards. So, you know, obviously, Antonio, he ends up with nine points. That's a good haul. But in a double game week, 
you really want to be on a guy like Bowen who goes for 21. I mean, the difference between doubling 21 and doubling nine is pretty substantial in the course of an FPL game week, let alone a whole season. That, that really is the difference between a 10 K finish and potentially, you know, being outside the top hundred K is that, you know, 25 ish points. So worth saying that, but I also disappointingly Ben Johnson ends up with zero points. He takes a yellow card, womp, womp. gets substituted, and then doesn't even feature in this pretty easy clean sheet against Norwich. So hugely frustrating from West Ham. And that's all a long way of saying that I end up with 63 points with a minus four hit to end on 59 points total. And I get a arrow going the opposite direction of 40K down to 151K overall. So I am solidly the worst FPL manager on the podcast at this point in the season. And yeah, just, uh, you know, young Min Sung, he gets a return for six points. Bernardo Silva comes off my bench for five points and Trent Alexander Arnold adds four points, but pretty much a frustrating game week. And I didn't chase uh, the West Ham triple up. I didn't really make transfers even to get on a triple up for double game weekers. I thought this was going to be a pretty quiet, double game week. And I absolutely got it wrong because if I had just tapped in Bowen, I would be looking at a really, really healthy score. And it could be a whole different situation for where I'm looking the rest of my season, uh, as opposed to playing catch up right now. Yeah. I mean, I think going into the game week though, it's tough not to captain Antonio because the last time that they played Norwich, he scored four goals, right? So you have that looming in the back of your head. And I mean, he easily could have been just on about as many points as Bowen if he puts two chances away. So tough, tough luck there. But um, I think in general, and as we move into these crazy double game weeks, you want to focus your transfers on bringing those kinds of guys in. I was having FOMO the whole time, not owning Antonio. And I was like, man, I really should have taken a hit to move Watkins to Antonio. I didn't end up doing that because I have other problems with my team. However, I think there's a lot of... Um, legitimacy around making those minus four hits to bring in key double game week players. And that'll be something we talk about later in the podcast. Absolutely. Let's quickly shout out the manager of the game week. And this manager, Gary Allen, AKA shoddy superstars. He totals 85 points in game week 21. He beats you, Brian, by just one point. He, you were so close. It's just you were my, right there. I know it's my it's my dream to be a manager of the the week for the podcast one time, but still, uh, still 20, 21 game weeks in, I can't crack the code. But congrats to Gary Allen and his shoddy superstars. Yeah, those shoddy boys. They he gets forty two from a Bowen captain, Antonio nine, Declan Rice. Wow, great differential selection there with eight, Sala with seven. Jordan Ayu puts in five. Holy cow. <laughs> uh, he had Reggion add six and Laporte add six. So big shout out to Gary. Massive 85 points. And just congratulations. And even if you're out of it, this is a friendly reminder for anyone in the FPL Blues podcast mini league. We want to be shouting you out. So even if you might not be getting first place, we're going to figure out something to acknowledge you. If you can stay in it, stay interested and make a competitive team week in, week out, we'd love to see some different names like Gary's atop the manager of the game week rankings. Yeah, and this is also a good time to tease that towards the end of the season, we will be having a cup event, which is a tournament style knockout that it will be for our Super League. So there will be a prize 
for not only the overall winner of the FPL Blues Super League this season, but also the winner of the cup running into the end of the year. So we will uh, keep you posted on when that actually starts, but that is another reason to keep involved and have some fun and hopefully win a cool prize from uh, Bucks and I. Let's keep the prizes and keep the strong insights coming after this first break. All right, Bucks, let's break down the top performers and some of the flops from Double Game Week 21. We've spoke ad nauseum about Bowen, 21 total points, two goals, an assist, clean sheet, and three bonus. This one is definitely uh, a Game Week memory that I'll have for a long time. Yeah, this is going in the Double Game Week Hall of Fame and uh, definitely a moment that FPL managers who captained or even triple captain Jared Bowen can be really ecstatic about. Um, but it's worth mentioning some of the other West Ham players who also did the business. Manuel Lanzini, he missed a hellacious chance against Norwich to go even bigger, but he ends up with a brace, clean sheet, and three bonus points all from their first match to end with 18 points. Massive for him as a differential. And then Vladdy C., Vladimir Sufal gets 12 Vladimir. Points. Yeah, he uh, he took my boy Ben Johnson's spot. Uh, yeah, I think I think he might be be the winner in that spot moving forward. I think yeah. this was one of his first assists of the season. And, you know, he really had a really strong debut season in the Premier League last year. So it's been interesting to see him be in, in and out of the lineup uh, after the Euros this season. But I think he's definitely supplanted Ben Johnson moving forward with Cresswell back as well. Agreed. And so he ends up with a dozen. Mikel Antonio and Fabianski in goal both end up with nine points apiece. And worth shouting out, we should give credit to the top scoring single game week player. And that goes to Davinson Sanchez. He plays in the Spurs backline and had the game winning goal, clean sheet, and three bonus points in their match. So it's, you know, we've been talking a lot about Emerson Royal and Serge Yo know, Region and you know Sanchez is just quietly he keeps being their fourth player back there next to Eric Dyer and uh yeah Sanchez put in a clinic of a showing for FPL managers that chose him yeah and he's actually got I think two goals now on the season uh off of headers so good to see some of those set pieces coming to fruition for Conte's side now let's talk about the not so nice group of players and uh we can start here with Ben Johnson, only 4.0. He's a cheapest chips player in your side, so an, an enabler of sorts. But you were definitely hoping to get his clean sheet today versus Norwich. I would have taken one goddamn point, but he ends up with a <laughs> fat donut. Uh, it wasn't even glazed. It was just old and hard, and it was disappointing in all regards. Let's put him in the rearview mirror. Next up, DCL. Also ends up with zero points. Everton were a very popular double game week side to back. Uh, DCL, Damari Gray. However, Leicester kind of pussyfooting around, or I don't know, what do you want to call it? They would just stretch the rules. Uh, they <laughs> well, well getting... Bucks, Bucks, you know, you know their their initials are L-I-E, right? Or, or is it L-E-I? But either way, I'm a little bit uh, at ends with this Leicester team at the yeah. moment and canceling and requesting cancellations. Yeah, absurd that they get a game postponed against Everton with zero COVID cases in the side. Uh, but that means that all the Everton players only end up with a single game week and DCL misses a penalty kick. And so he ends up on zero points. So that's really disappointing for 
managers who are excited that he's fully fit now and brought him in for the occasion of the double game week. And another one that we should just shout out is Ivan Tony. He ends up with two points from what was a full double game week. And it's just frustrating because he's taking such deep positions. He really is a special player for Brentford, but he's not a special player for FPL. And I think 21 games into the season, we could see that we were all looking at a mirage on what his potential could be coming into the season. And yes, he has a couple returns. Yes, he has a couple bonus points on the season, but he's way off the pace of where we expected he would be following the lead of an Ollie Watkins or a Patrick Bamford from seasons past. So he, he ain't it. Yeah. Disappointing because we're all searching for that mid price forward to slot in early days. I think we've quickly pivoted to the likes of Dennis and King and Broja. So we have found that player in those slots, but he's been disappointing. And just to backtrack a little bit on DCL, you know, this is his first game back in ages. Very unfortunate to miss the penalty kick. But overall, he also hit the woodwork. He had four shots inside the box. And so I think there are better days ahead for uh, this this Everton team because they they do need to go on a bit of a run and they have some easy fixtures. So hopefully Richarlison gets back as well and they have a little bit more of a dynamic duo up top to consider for FPL, but unfortunate to get the zero and then have the match canceled. And I think as we look ahead to our free hit chips, potentially, it's just really hard to bank on that two fixtures are going to be played in a given game week because of the craziness of COVID. So you're going to have to just chalk that up to bad luck if you uh, had Everton assets this game week. Yeah, you you planned correctly bringing him in, but uh, we plan and God's God's laugh. Let's move to the notable transfer rumors and confirm news. Uh, We are officially in the winter transfer window. This is really important for you to focus on as FPL managers because you might be targeting a player that's on your watch list or there's a player that's in your team and they might no longer be in the Premier League when you wake up the next day because they've been transferred to a different team out of England. Alternatively, you could have a player all of a sudden their value skyrockets because maybe they're not in favor and then they transfer clubs and all of a sudden their first choice for their new club, which may be an upgrade, maybe a downgrade, but seeing minutes is very important to getting FPL points. So Brian, why don't you start us off? Yeah. And this window closes at the end of January. So still a few more weeks left for there to be a lot of movement. Teams are looking for more depth, especially given the COVID situation plus injuries And then not to mention, they're also players away at AFCON. So we'll still see a lot more movement in the next couple of weeks. But let's start with Felipe Coutinho moving to Villa. This is a very interesting move. He's reunited with Gerard and his FPL price is at 7.0, which is very appealing given that Villa are starting to look a bit better in their form under their new manager. Plus, they're going to have some double game weeks coming up from rescheduled matches. And at that price tag, that's somebody that you can take a punt on potentially. And Bucks, I think you've watched a little bit more of him in the past than I have. What are your thoughts on this signing for Villa? Absolutely no brainer. I mean, he actually played with Steven Gerrard in the past. uh, So he has been away from the Premier League for some time. And he's in the latter stages of his career. But I expect he's going to give some veteran leadership and be almost the coach on the pitch for Villa going forward. As you mentioned, Villa do have two games that need to be rescheduled. So they will be looking at a double game week coming up and then another one 
moving forward into the later parts of the season. So I really rate yeah, this potentially. Game. Go ahead. Sorry. Potentially game week, potentially game week 23. I think there's talks about maybe a surprise double for Villa. We'll hopefully find that out in the next uh, couple next week here or so. But Coutinho is a master of free kicks. He's going to be on a lot of set pieces for them. And it'll be interesting to see how he slots into the team. He's also just getting getting over COVID-19. So he'll probably be eased into the side slowly, but definitely one to watch. Yeah, and this is actually a perfect tease and transition because Villa are reported to potentially have a double game week in 23. And the next player on our list who's in the rumor mill is Chris Wood, potentially leaving Burnley, agreed upon fee and already had his medical to go to Newcastle from one relegation (laughs) battling team to another. But the reason we want to mention that is because Burnley potentially have a triple game week in game week 23. But with Chris Wood leaving, they might actually not have anyone who's FPL relevant remaining in their side for when that triple up uh, in one game week does occur. So frustrating, but uh, exciting if you're a Newcastle fan. I mean, you're just picking off the uh, the low-hanging fruit from your rival to stave off relegation. Chris Wood is going to be a, actually a decent player for Newcastle because Callum Wilson is out for probably six to eight weeks with a muscle injury, one that he usually gets once a season that keeps him out for a spell. So they did need some depth oh, you went at there. forward. Woo. Yeah, I mean, it's it's those, those, those little hammies, right? Those little niggling calf injuries and things of that nature that hamper him but chris wood yeah we'll we'll see what happens i think this obviously just hurts um hurts burnley and i'm excited to see burnley be relegated this season and bring in some fresh blood ouch all right moving on villa tottenham and chelsea are all in the running for everton fullback lucas dina he is going to be in the range of 20 to 25 million to bring him in he's currently 5 million in the fpl game Uh, But he's just totally been frozen out by Rafa Benitez, the new manager for Everton. I think a lot of FPL managers and a lot of casual observers of the Premier League rate Dean's ability to go forward. He's a little light on his defensive prowess. However, he absolutely should be earning a spot in mid-table Everton side. Um, So this is just a real frustrating situation where player and coach are kind of at odds. This is a candid and, and tried and true Mourinho tactic, but Rafa Benitez has not shown to be anywhere close to the special one during his time at Everton. So uh, I expect he's going to end up landing in a more hospitable place within the Premier League. I mean, just last season, Dean had nine assists. So just a very puzzling situation under Rafa Benitez at Everton to not get his talents out on the pitch. Obviously, they have come to a personal fight basically that's kept him out of the squad. So it'll be interesting to see where he lands. If he does go to Villa, he will probably supplant target who has, you know, up and down in his performance, but uh, he's, he can't really defend that well either. And Dean's attacking prowess is much, much better, especially whipping in some great crosses. I could see the likes of Ings and Ollie Watkins uh, putting in some headers in the second half of the season, if he goes to Villa. So somebody to definitely keep an eye on. Next up is Kieran Trippier. He ends up making a major move from Atletico Madrid to Newcastle. He is immediately slotting in as their best player. 
and he comes into the <laughs> FPL game with a five million price tag. I would not go anywhere close to any Newcastle players at the moment. And you know, one player doesn't make a stout defense, so they're still going to be leaking goals and uh, frustrating and shocking, honestly, move from Trippier. I think this could hurt his long-term uh, international claim as a starter for the England national team. Next up. Lastly, just want to mention that Ferran Torres has finally made his big money move to Barcelona. So he is no longer an option for Pep moving forward, but they cashed in on him and he's happy to be back in his native uh, Spain where he you know, starts for the national team quite frequently and will have a big prominent attacking uh, performance at Barcelona. So those are all the updates that I have, Bucks. Anything else to mention? No, let's close it out. When we come back, we'll come back with our thoughts on Double Game Week 22 and answer some of the most pressing listener questions. All right, Bucks, we have the Double Game Week 22 just around the corner. Early transfer deadline. We have a match on Friday. And what are our thoughts here as we kind of put together our teams? Will you be free hitting? I think that's the number one question for a lot of managers, especially for those who have two burning holes in their pockets, their left pocket, their right pocket. What are you thinking here, Bucks? So I had come into this game week without Salah and with Sun taking a spot already slotted in my team with a appealing double game week. And unfortunately, he picks up a muscle injury. So he's set to miss the entirety, oh, sunny boy. entirety of January. And he's definitely missing this double game week. So that is really, really hard done for Spurs fans and also for FPL managers who just made a massive move to bring in a player of his caliber and price tag. He does usually return and recover quickly from these kind of injuries. He did it last season and he did it the season before that as well. Oh so, man, Bucks. Do you remember, do you remember last season? He was season supposed when to be out for a he, month and a half and he was back the next week. I was like, what the, what's going on here? What the Dusseldorf is going on around here? Cause he did also end up like 16 or 17 points when he came back. It was crazy. And all of us had just transferred him out. But uh, in this situation, it really hurts Spurs, right? It hurts the value of their assets in a double game week, especially looking at Kane as well to have that other uh, elite player alongside him uh, who often creates chances for him. So it's definitely a tough one, but if I was on free hit, I would still, you know, have Harry Kane in your side, but overall this lessens their attacking prowess quite a bit. Yeah. So I think this honestly is what the entire free hit dilemma came down for me. I think that if I was going to free hit, I would want to have Ronaldo who's already in my team. Kane and Denis, who's also already in my team. And obviously the sun injury is going to hurt Kane's upside. It's also going to probably hurt Lucas Moore's upside. And it's just going to have ripple effects across the entire Spurs side. And they are one of the better teams that has a double game week that's actually appealing. So because they're no longer such a shoe in to have a triple up on a free hit, I think I'm just going to push my free hit chip down the road, I think there's going to be a lot more double game weeks, potentially the odd triple game week between now and the end of the season. So I'm just going to continue along with two free hit chips in my back pocket. And, you know, I'm just probably going to end up taking a hit to even get five double game week players. And I think that's where we should bring up 
a question that Corey asked, but also I think a number of other managers asked similar veins of this question, which is what is the number that you should be trying to get to? How many double game week players should you hope to have in your, in your squad when the transfer deadline ticks over? So what's your answer on that, Brian? Yeah, Bucks, I'll be joining you avoiding using my free hit chip this week. So I will be looking to field five double game week players. Again, we're very hopeful that the second legs of these double game weeks actually get played. But given the COVID situation, you know, they could easily be canceled. Just look what happened to Everton. But with that being said, I think you have to have a clear captaincy shout. And that would be the likes of Harry Kane or Cristiano Ronaldo. So looking at my squad, I still have Salah in my side. So I'll be taking a minus four to move him out and move probably a forward out to get two double game weekers in. Again, it kind of depends on the rest of your team. If you have players that aren't completely injured and not going to play at all, then it's even worth another hit potentially to move out those players. And the, the only bright side about the team selection for this double game week is there's a lot of mid-priced midfielders that you can bring into your side and mid-priced forwards in the likes of King and Dennis. But you have Madison, you have Mora. These are cheap assets that will be easily able to fit into your team and therefore could be worth the, the risk and upside. Absolutely. And, and that's a great point about the potential cancellations. Again, weekly reminder that you should be waiting to make any transfer decisions or even enable your free hit chip at least on Thursday night, Friday morning, if at all possible. Um, you know, you mentioned that Cristiano Ronaldo and Harry Kane are probably the two standout captain selections. I would actually go a cut deeper. I actually think that Denis and James Madison, if both those guys are healthy, I think those guys need to be in the conversation as well. Uh, they'll probably be yeah, a little more differential. But right now, Emmanuel Denis is just kicking ass and taking names. He is outscoring Ronaldo <laughs> and Kane and their brother and their sister and their mother and their cousin and everyone else. He is the top scoring forward player in the game. And, you know, under any other price tag, he would be the obvious captain selection this game week. Yeah. And that's the mental part of the FPL game that you might have to get over the fact that he is such a cheap asset, but the value and his form make him a great captaincy shout. And they play some of the easiest fixtures in the upcoming double game week. So if you have Dennis, he's definitely uh, the menace to potentially ruin or make some uh, managers FPL scores this coming one. Yeah. So you answered five. I think four or five is a good number for a double game week to take hits to achieve that four or five number. I think before Sun um, was ruled out, I think kind of the common wisdom was six. So this doesn't really change very much. Obviously, a lot of FPL managers are going to be concerned if they see flags next to players like Cristiano Ronaldo, who has a little bit of a back hip injury, or Emmanuel Denis, who's also coming off a knock, or even players that have single game weeks but are appealing, like Foden, who's coming back from illness, or TAA, who's also coming back from COVID. So again, there's a lot that needs to be flushed out in the press conferences, which are coming later in the week. But I think right now that this is not going to be the exciting and high scoring double game week that we were promised uh, in by prognosticators like Ben Krellen. I think if you wait a couple of game weeks, there's going to be another double up that is probably going to outscore this one. And I really think 
that's going to be true because Liverpool don't have a double game week and they don't have Salah or Mane. So when they play that double game week later on in the season, they'll have a full deck of cards. They'll have their aces, their kings, and they'll be able to score at will against some weaker opposition. Yeah, and given the fact that a lot of players and given the fact that a lot of managers in the FPL game have pretty solid squads at the moment, there's actually going to be probably a, a blank game week that we might want to use our free hit chip in instead of a double game week. So it just seems a little bit more prudent to keep both of these chips if you still have them or keep one in your back pocket for later and just roll out a team with a minus four and bring in two double game weekers and go from there. So that that would be our overall our thoughts there. So best of luck to making those moves. But as you saw, you know, if you pick the right double game week player and they pop off, like Bowen did this game week, you can really make a massive jump in the rankings in your mini leagues. So I think if I was kind of behind in those races, I would be looking at a captaincy of James Madison or Dennis to make up ground because these are players that a lot of other managers might think are risky and therefore hopefully has a high upside for you to gain rank. All right. One question for you, Brian, and then you can ask the same of me and Shot in the dark, who is this double game week's Jared Bowen for you? Could be any player on any team. Who you got? If Leicester play, I'm going to go with a Leicester midfielder. And I think the FPL favorite would be Madison. But I think Lookman could be, if he plays that false nine and he's wow. using his speed to get on the back of some well-weighted passes from the likes of Thielmans and Madison, I think he has the chance to get a brace uh, easily in this double game week. So that would be my kind of out of left field pick. And I know you've been impressed with what you've seen from him off the bench the last few weeks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tielemans is also a player from Leicester that if they play and they can field a competitive side, I expect he's going to get at least one return. He's on penalty kicks. You already know who I'm going to pick. It's Emmanuel <laughs> Dennis, Denis, Dennis, whatever your name is. I love, I love your game. I love the way he plays and uh, he's potentially going to be my captain selection um, right now. My bus team, as I was preparing for this double game week with healthy young men sung, it was going to have captain super Dennis. So uh, things change. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take our last break and then we'll close this out with our transfer and captaincy plans. Transfer. Thoughts and captaincy shouts, Bucks. What are you thinking here? I know you took a hit last week, as did I. So I think we're probably both staring down the double barrel of another hit here this game week. Gosh, thoughts and prayers for my FPL squad's rankings. They've just plummeted <laughs> the last month and change. I've gotten into the habit of taking hits. My transfer moves are not working. So whatever you do, if you are a devout and diehard listener to the FPL Blues podcast, please follow Brian's transfer advice. It's working out way better. Ah. So uh, for my team, I mean, I, Bucks, it, it, it's an incredibly tough season. I think we're all being very reactive to these additional fixtures that get thrown on. we got AFCON in the middle of a COVID pandemic. Like the season is crazy. So I know we especially both of us like to plan in four and five week, blo week blocks. But in this current environment, you can't do that. So you have to be, you know, kind of reactionary to what's happening, what get, gets thrown on your plate for that week, make a few moves and don't be afraid of a minus four because you have to try and field an 11 man side. And I think you've been pretty unlucky with a few of the 
cancellations as well. And I know I've been transferring Sun in and out of my squad at least. I think this will be like a third time this season. So it's, it's a tough one, but we're going to, we're going to get there. We have all our chips in hand and we're still going to try and, you know, crack the top 50 K before season's end. Screw 50 K. I'm still going for 10 K. I'm well off the That's mark right, right I like now, it. but I'm going for it. <laughs> and uh, to get there, I'm considering like Brian said, potentially taking another minus four hit. This move I'm considering is Hyungman Sung and Josh Brownhill to Diego Jota and James Madison for a minus four. Now, the reason I would consider taking a hit is because I think Jota is going to be the top scoring single game week player. And he's a player that I've been earmarking to bring into my side for a number of game weeks now. And because of injuries or because of COVID cancellations, it just hasn't lined up to be that move. So I think now is the time. Plus, I like I like that shout too, Bucks, because we saw Southampton hang up four goals on Brentford. So this is definitely a one of these single game weeks that could easily outscore the fellow double game week midfielders that are next to him. So I, I do, I do back that shout and Madison, you know, we've, we've been talking about him all season. This will probably be the time that we both bring him in and then he has back-to-back blanks, but he has looked really good. He scored in the FA Cup, I believe, over the past week as well. And he just looks like a very revitalized player for Leicester, even though their defense is absolutely garbage. They are scoring, you know, two plus goals in a lot of their matches and he's going to be involved on set pieces, corners, uh, free kicks, etc. So I like I like that shot. Yeah, and it's just worth saying about Madison, the reason I would take the hit here is because I think Madison is more of a short-term get for my squad. He plays this double game week, and then all of a sudden the Leicester fixtures get really tough. Obviously, they're missing a lot of players from injury, AFCON, whatever the case is. You know, They're just locking guys in closets so they can't be made available for matches at this point in the season. <laughs> but he is a player that's absolutely ripping it and he has a number of double digit hauls. So this is really just a bet on upside and the double game week. And so those two players, obviously Jota only has the single game week. Madison has the double that would bring me to have five double game week players, which is about where I'm targeting. And really I was considering Mason Mount instead of Jota potentially, but I just think that Jota has a high likelihood of outscoring Mount even with just one fixture. So I'm absolutely ruling out the free hit unless TAA's COVID stays and Foden comes back and is not able to be fit. So right now, at this point in time, I'm not going to free hit. Uh, I'm just not excited about the players that I could bring into a squad on free hit. So how about you, Brian? Where are you landing? Yeah, Bucks, I'm trying to decide between the likes of Madison, if Lester is going to play both their games, or Lucas Mora, who would be kind of that sunlight replacement in my squad, but I have a couple of holes that really need to be addressed, including owning both Sala and Sun. But after coming off of an absolute barnstormer of a week and scoring 84 points, I think that I will be taking another hit and I'm going to move Sala and Broja. Thank you very much for those eight points and doing my team well. He did it. He did his part. Yep, he did his part. And now I'm going to I'm going to kick him to the curb and bring in Cristiano Ronaldo, a.k.a. Cry7, and Madison into my squad because I have enough money in the bank. I think I have 1.3 right now to pull that move off and bring in two strong double game week players. You know what they say about the Albanian in Broja, and now his watch has ended. 
And so his time in your club has also ended. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Bucks. You nailed, you nailed that one. Um, it was meant to one be. thing that, yeah, one thing that I am very, very nervous about, I will be cowering in fear, is not owning Jota versus Brentford. I have the opportunity to take another minus four to move Sun to Jota. But in this current uh, environment with my team, I have a pretty strong first bench slot. So I have to find two starters out of these three players, which consist of Martinelli, Laporte, and Ali Watkins. And so I think even having one of those, and that's assuming that Foden does start versus Chelsea, uh, having one of those players' performance plus the minus four, I think that I'm just better off not taking an additional hit this game week for a single game week player. So that's kind of where my head's at. It sucks to have Sun's $10.5 million price tag on the bench. But given that I also have Salah, I'm prioritizing him out so I can fund Cristiano Ronaldo, who ugh, I, I hate to say it, but he's going to be my captain this game week. And I'm hoping that he can uh, deliver some points versus Brentford and uh, hopefully maybe scrounge up some other points under Ragnick this upcoming game week. Nice. I, I definitely rate that move. Uh, it's just frustrating having, you know, almost 25 million, a quarter of your club's value uh, in those two players. And both of them are for sure not playing. So that uh, provides yeah. a very glaring uh, red flag in your team that you're going to be staring at every time you open up the FPL app. Uh, for me, for <laughs> and me, that, that, that is often bucks. That is frequent that is many, we're, many we're times obsessed. a day. <laughs> we, we have problems. Uh, for me, uh, Denny is going to be my captain. Um, I'm not I like it. Finally, I, finally, I need, to, I need to be different. And, uh, I expect that I'll probably be punished by Cristiano Ronaldo scoring a goal in both of his double game week matches. However, I just need to chase upside. I'm, I'm behind the eight ball a little bit and, captaining Antonio and not Bowen kind of put my season on notice. I'm now about 50 points off the top spot in the FPL blues podcast, mini league, give or take. So if I want to have a shot at earning the swag that I so deeply want from our podcast, <laughs> then uh, I need to be a little bit bold. And so I'm going to be starting to take more moves focused on upside and focused on what I'm seeing uh, from players who are passing my eye test and kind of, trusting the other experts and trusting the advanced stats a lot less. And that was something that provided great returns for me last season. So if COVID could just clear out of the way, uh, I think my team will be in a really nice position for the second half of the season. Yeah. And Bucks, this is a very fun time for FBO managers because Salah is at AFCON. So we're getting a wider variety of captaincy shouts. Like, you know, five weeks ago, I never would have been prepared to captain Bowen you know, when I had the likes of Sun or Sala in my team, but given that he's away, we're going to see a lot more variety. And I think that's just a lot more fun because there is more variance in people's scores. And I think there's definitely opportunities to gain rank and gain uh, slots in your mini league. So best of luck with the Dennis captain. I'll be on Cristiano Ronaldo, even though I kind of despise what he's done at United, but this is where we're at. I'm going to give a shout out to a member of our mini league, Eamon, who already has a beautiful Nigerian national team jersey. If Danny outscores Cristiano Ronaldo and I captain him, I will be buying the Emmanuel Dennis Nigeria national team jersey. Uh, so wow. I'm very excited wow. to potentially add that to the collection and to restore some respect on my FPL team. Let's close it out. Yeah, those Brian. jerseys. 
those jerseys are very fresh love the different shades of green and some of the nature patterns on those so let's close it out here bucks best of luck to everybody in game week 22 try and wait until friday morning for your transfers and don't be afraid to take a hit this game week and bring in a couple double game week players and bucks hopefully you can gain some ground on me as i now have a slight lead in our head-to-head brutal twist the knife green arrows and good luck to all of our listeners and if you do need to take a free hit feel free to reach out to us we're on social media at fpl blues podcast on instagram and on twitter you can reach out to us privately if you're a little shy and want to get our thoughts we're fpl blues podcast at gmail.com we'd love to see your free hit teams give you some insight, give you our picks and give you, you know, where you might want to offload and transfer move. You know, you have unlimited moves. So we'd love to help be on your side and be on your shoulder when you tinker. So best of luck. Happy double game weeks. We're in that joyful time of the Premier League season and looking forward to big hauls and big results. Best of luck, everyone. See you next week.